I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Nothing beats a rambler, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name is Marcus Christopher Speller. Luke Aaron Moore's over there. All right. Jim Campbell's over there. Hello. Don't know Edward. His... Edward. And Pete Donaldson. Aaron Moyer. Yeah. Famously, don't have a middle name, Peter. <laughs> Infamously, Dig- yeah. Diggory. Yeah. Diggory. Well, that was Diggory was... Marmaduke Fairfax Donaldson. <laughs> I've heard he's changed it to Dubravka. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. More on that later. Uh, yeah, I didn't know your middle name was Edward. Jim. Yeah, well, there you go. That's Jed- quite a fancy name for a commoner. <laughs> if you don't want me saying. <laughs> Jim. Well, I do mind you saying. <laughs> I, have a, I have a dueling glove that will show you so. <laughs> James Edward Campbell would uh, suggest that you should own some sort of castle in Scotland. Yeah, well, and um, we do have our own castle, the Campbell clan, Castle Gloom, very uh-huh. real. And it's actually the anniversary of the massacre of Glencoe tomorrow. So oh. if you are a McDonald's, gutted. Don't, don't bring that <laughs> okay. up. Are you, just, are you yeah. just renting the castle out at the moment? No, no, I don't own it. I have nothing to do with it. There's a lot of us. I had a McDonald's yesterday to celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I, I you went for the big one, didn't you? I went in there and said, I'm only in here because it's the anniversary of the uh, Glencoe Massacre and I want to show some solidarity with the McDonald clan. 
<laughs> Big Mac, Grand Big Mac meal, large, please, and twenty nuggets. <laughs> you do, you do, um, like it goes tie for up it. a burger. I, I with didn't a, have twenty nuggets. No, but you do have uh, do not chicken them. nuggets and also the burger as well at the same time. Yeah, I can do. Yeah, yeah, whatever. If you listen, my my, so my my rationale for McDonald's is is always been has always been that you're terrified that any other food is poisoned. Yeah, that I don't. <laughs> nothing else just nothing else tastes as good. No, is that if you're going to go in there, don't go in there and fanny around with, oh, no, yeah, with yeah. carrot crunchies. Get down to the trenches. Eat as much food as you can. I had KFC last night. Ten spicy wings, uh, two uh, uh, corn cobs, and uh, some fries. Celebrating, the, celebrating the bit Newcastle and a partridge in a pear tree. No chicken, gravy. no chicken that's been well raised has ten wings, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you have some ethical choices to make. Where on earth did they get that? Right. <laughs> Enough of this fast food nonsense. Let's move on um, to the, the Premier League. Direct. And where else to begin, ladies and gentlemen? PT's on the pod. PT's on the pod. And he's happy. And he's happy. You, and he's happy for you, once. You were unable to give any negative uh, spin on yesterday's win on WhatsApp, Pete. <laughs> it was yeah. surprising. That's, that's um, a new I thing. I missed Tim Cruel. Yeah. <laughs> that, what? Uh, no, I'm saying I missed Tim Cruel, but, but that was before the match. And that was like, right. oh. Now yeah. you're like Tim who? Tim who the yeah. hell? Yeah, Tim, forget about that guy. Tim, it would be cruel to bring him back. <laughs> Pete, Pete's genuinely happy, everybody. Although you did say that it should have been more than one, didn't you? <laughs> I did not say that. It but probably did, should have been. I, I should have saw it off. I yeah. started. Yeah. Should have had a bloody penalty marker spell. I tell you what, the officiating was dreadful Which at one times. Was that? Which Rock, one was that? On the edge of the area. Oh, in the first yeah. half. Yeah, in the box. Don't worry about that. You won the game. No, Newcastle yeah. should have got a penalty for Smalling's dive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how bad. It was. <laughs> oh my goodness! Every it's fair to say everyone at St James's Park had a lovely old oh, Sunday. It was <laughs> so good, Marcus. Like every single player played really well, or even if they didn't play very well. They bloody gave it some. Yes. They were magnificent. The crowd were were, were living every pass and every <laughs> yeah. ball. It's been a long time since they've won at home. I've been a while amazing since... time watching it. It yeah, was so it's good. It's been a while since. Well, maybe it hasn't. But but to see St James's Park really rocking like that was wonderful. It really was. <laughs> and great. to see the shell, the Johns bossing, uh, yeah. bossing the pog, Diarme as well. Yeah, like, after Did... all the criticism he's had by me mainly. <laughs> I hate more Diarme, but Pete... the last five matches he's been really good. Pete, well, Pete and I had a conversation about it, and we decided that he must have been doing dry. January. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's had a great January and yeah, February. Probably, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's turned over a new leaf. Is <laughs> he really... not always dry, Modiami? I don't know. Modiami played in the first half of the season like he was a drunk. Right. Like, that's, he's just that's constantly why, yeah, that's just smashing saying. into players, kind of yeah. falling over, not really grabbing yeah, them. You think you're better than me? <laughs> Telling rubbish jokes, <laughs> laughing at them. Yeah. All right, the non-drink of the pod, having a pod. Oh, I, I, I just, just, I just like have a good time. He knows I, all our secrets. I, I see that. you all in action. Remember <laughs> that, and then tell us all about it the next day. I'm like Rafa Benitez trying to get you all to play. <laughs> we've all found, <laughs> we've all found your blog. <laughs> see what happens when you all sober up. Can I, can I say just while the opportunity arises that I know that Rafa Benitez gets called a fat Spanish waiter by fans mm. of other clubs. Mm. He's not helping himself with that waistcoat. No, and it's a roomy mm. waistcoat as well. Very roomy. Very roomy. I'd like to see him in a white blazer. Would you, would you and really? with a with a black bow tie because that's quite waitery. Uh, very up. Uh, I'd like uh, to see him with a chuck blazer, the tea towel over his arm. Damn right, <laughs> <laughs> with his tactics on it. <laughs> <laughs> he should really, uh, really um, kind of stereotype himself. Can we get back to Newcastle's fine performance against New- Manchester yeah. United? Yeah. Actually, as well. On. <laughs> about Rafa Benitez in his uh, wonderful whiskey. Weren't they brilliant? They were. Weren't you, Castle, brilliant? Look at this. Weren't you, Castle, brilliant? Unprecedented. It's yeah. so good. 
I enjoy myself so much. I, think the... I mean, to be for the last half an hour, I was physically sick. But I mean, yeah. it was. Mm. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with the football. That was probably to do with <laughs> the, 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 the ten wing chicken, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. But if I was a Man United fan, I wouldn't be very happy with the way that Mourinho appears to be absolutely phoning in his job as Man United manager. <laughs> yeah. the and then smirking at the end and you stuff. See, you just sort of go. I find it. I find it quite weird when Mourinho is is he's beaten in a game like that and clearly is very angry with his players mm. and then just kind of as you say smirks because you know it was yeah Newcastle were like a bit it was a beautiful performance and, and then tries to kind of become a neutral and jump into that narrative where every, like all the the, the, the football family well, yeah. celebrating it's, it's, it's like when win. Klopp says oh it's a great match for the neutral when he's won yes it's yeah, like yeah. you've got to win first before but Mourinho's you can be... saying yeah, when, kind of... when, when, when it happens and, uh, and Klopp's team have lost he's like you've never seen football before you've never seen football before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and walked out it's absolutely yeah. mad yeah, yeah. absolutely I'd take issue with what you said Marcus partly because I don't know if Mourinho actually is that angry anymore that's the point mm. if, if, I, if I was a Man United fan I, was, I watched that performance and maybe we'll come on to a bit of their shortcomings in a little bit anyway and then you see Mourinho behaving the way he behaves and then the post-match interview he's unshaven he doesn't make the effort he says that Newcastle's win was a beautiful moment it's like Hang yeah. on a fucking minute, mate. Yeah. You're, a manager, you're a manager of Manchester no, that, United. That's, my, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Whether, Whether he's I... actually angry or not, it's the fact that he's saying the wrong things. If, you, if you're a Manchester United fan, you've just seen, you know, your back four are pretty piss poor. Pogba's struggling to fit in. And Mourinho then starts going, oh, well, you know, it's, it's all right. Well, the thing is, though, this is him sort of trying to sort of wrestle the narrative, isn't it? And just like take it away from his team by making it all about Newcastle. But we, even when you can see him doing it, like it still works, this sort of thing. Because we're having that conversation now. You know? no, no, we're calling no, we're him not. out on it. We're not. We're having the conversation. Well, we're calling him out on it. But is, is it, is it going to make a real difference? That's what, this is what everyone's talking about. I, don't, I think you're underestimating how much this podcast influences the game <laughs> of football. <laughs> you, know, you, it never, was us, you could never overestimate it. It was us that ensured that the, the World Cup went to Qatar, of course. Um, but, uh, but, but going back to the, the actual game itself, I mean, it was nice that uh, you know Benitez gets one over his old sparring partner, Mourinho. Um, but Newcastle themselves, an unlikely hero in Martin Dubravka from Slovakia, of course. Or, or if you look at the back of the shirt, it's Dubravka. Ah. Yeah. Oh, is that the, right? The, the ear was like heading for his it's elbow. Like it, it's like it was done very last minute. You, you're going to pick who? Okay. Can you, can you write that down? Can yeah. we rearrange the old rule Fox shirt we had? Can we put Dubravka at... <laughs> can we just make him iron it on himself? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, I mean, it's a strange one, isn't it? This is actually a, a more lovelier uh, story than, than one might think. He's on loan from Sparta Prague. He's 29 years old, nine caps for Slovakia. Previously, previously played in Slovakia, in the Slovakian League, Denmark and Czech Republic. Only 11 appearances for Sparta Prague since signing in June 2017. You know, he's not a kind of... Um, he's, he's not had a glittering career. No, it's I mean, not it, like it, he's a seasoned journeyman they've brought in as a, literally a safe pair of hands, is it? Absolutely. It's a real punt. Well, he's, well, he's, tw- he's, well, he's 29. He's a 29 international goalkeeper. 29 yeah, but, but that, that's my goalkeeper, point, I think. I think. If he was, say, 22, you'd think, ah, they're trying to get him in because he's got a lot of potential. You know, if well, he we've was... got enough of that in the in the goalkeeping squad. Anyway, when, when, when he first got announced, I was like, why are we getting, going in? It's the least of our problems, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, fundamentally. You know, each keeper's good for a, a ruck every few matches and, and, and to, to drop a ball or something, but... It's rare that you see a performance like that on a debut for a goalkeeper, and it's only one match, but he was excellent. It was a he very, was, it was a very was confident performance. He mm. played like a sweeper as well, which mm. is presumably what Benitez wants, yeah. and is why he went after him. The, the, the transfer completely passed me by. I didn't see it at all. Mm. I didn't know it happened even. Well, so. they tried to get Joe Hart, and that was rejected. Is that well, true, though? Is it, apparently, no. According to reports, Newcastle tried to, or, or at least inquired about Joe Hart, and West Ham said no. Mm. I, I thought it was a great performance by Newcastle. I think 
just going back to what you said about Pogba, I think it's obvious he's got to play in a three, Pogba. I don't know why they're playing him alongside Matic there. It, it doesn't work for him. He no. has to play in a three. They're playing in a three, or like with Juventus, he often played on the left side of a diamond. Right. But essentially, Pogba has to receive the ball on the half turn and have space to move into. You play him as a number 10, he gets congested, doesn't like it there. He's obviously not holding midfielder. Mm. He is the type of midfielder, as you say, that um, like a number eight, really, if you want to get into you know shirt numbers and all that kind of stuff. And that's how he, that's how he plays. And you wonder when they signed Pogba, did they sign him because they wanted a big marquee signing and just for the sake of it? Because when they got in Mourinho, I think Pogba came a little bit after you know, fairly soon after. And, and I, I, going back to it, you think, well, the way Mourinho plays, he's does that player fit in? Now, then you talk about, you know, signing Alexis Sanchez. Now, is he getting in the way of some other players that they're going to play? I, I mean, it, it, you mm. wonder if there's a bit of joined up thinking there. I don't think there is. I think I think there's an element of United that they're just flat track bullies, really. And, yeah. And I know that the fact that they were beaten by Newcastle would, in some sense, undermine that point. But overall, if you look at the, overall, if you look at the games they've lost this season, to me, they look like flat track bullies. And, and, and Pogba is much better in a three. Um, I'll take your point about where he played at Juventus. They've got the personnel to play a three in midfield. Mm-hmm. They just, for some reason, they just didn't choose to do it again against Newcastle. And Newcastle dominated them. And with respect to, to Pete and the Geordie Nation, I mean, that, that shouldn't, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> no. I, do, I don't think they, uh, I don't think they necessarily dominant. I thought we had, I thought in Diame and uh, John, I thought they played very well, better than they usually do together. Mm-hmm. They were a lot more hard tackling. John, he's not a oh. great defender, but he, he, Piled in a couple of times. Mm. There was some precision and, and, slide tackles. Yeah, from exactly. Shelby was fantastic. If you've watched Newcastle all this season, they're really good for a last gasp, goddamn slide tackle. <laughs> oh yeah. And as yeah. soon as Sanchez took that extra touch, I thought he's given them someone yeah. time to slide in. If you're going to play Newcastle, a bit of advice for any striker who's going towards a Newcastle: just give yourself another dummy, then yeah. like one more than you think. Because someone will have slid in by then. Because that's all we do. But usually, though, advice to a striker playing against Newcastle United is you will get chances. You will get chances. You'll get chances. And if you miss one, another one might come along. Or Dwight Gale might be on the the line. The advice would would be stay patient. (laughs) Is is that a legacy of of the Pardew slide? Even now, is he influencing everything good that happens at Newcastle? Marcus, what about a quick word about the back four that Man United started with. Yeah, they, I mean, industrious is not a word you'd use to no. describe them I, at the I moment. I find it absolutely baffling. I mean, yeah. Shearer and, and Phil Neville took them to ta- a task. Well, I didn't rather. see that. Was that a match of the day? They were match of the day too. They, they, were, okay. they were very unhappy with Smalling and Jones, and well, you would have to say. I mean, Smalling has come under criticism from his own manager. And, and this is a player who some people thought was a starting England centre-half. I don't think he'll go. In, uh, in, well, I'll be, I don't think he'll be on the England jet. Apologies if I repeat what they said. But I didn't. No, no, I didn't we, see it. We want your hot take. Uh, well, my hot take is that <laughs> that's not a hot take. <laughs> um, I don't think he'll be small. Small in twenty eight now. He's not. He's not an improving defender. He's not. No. He's not ever going to reach the heights that maybe Jones has got more in his locker. Right? Maybe, but he needs someone decent next to him. Mm. And I, I find it absolutely baffling. And I know they've been okay <clears> or, or even good actually on occasions this season, and they started the season well. I find it odd that they start with Young and Valencia at fullbacks, mm. given the money they've got at their disposal, the, the, the pulling power of a club the size I quite of Valencia at fullbacks. They're, they're, they're yeah, both, young had some matches at the start of the season. Yeah, but they did. Skin, but they're, but both, I mean, they're both 32. And mm. actually, if you think about it, there aren't really that, if, if any, other options at fullback for United, given the way Mourinho's conducting himself. He doesn't want to pick Shaw, who's a specialist left back and is, is young, doesn't want to pick him. He, he, he bigged him up again midweek. Um, didn't didn't pick him. But I think for a game against Newcastle, he expects to be on the front foot and push those the fullbacks up like wingers. That's that's what he's thinking against yeah. but, Newcastle. But my point still is that they're still 
they're, they're both 32 years old, yeah. and the depth in that position is dreadful. I mean, it, okay, yeah, the I mean, other I'll option they've got of, of uh, a Blind, who's not really a specialist left back, Darmian, who doesn't seem anywhere near the team at the mm. moment. Um, Lindelof, who seems like most, more of a centre back anyway, when yeah. he plays, Bailly can technically play right back, but they are missing Bailly. Yeah, what is Paul Dummett? He's not right class. back anyway. No. Yeah, exactly. They should <laughs> go after Dummett. <laughs> it's worth noting they've conceded the fewest goals in the league. So yeah, no, yeah. Fine, I mean that is fine. fair. That is fair. That, that to, is to absolutely fair. And, and I, I and I'll say I'm not not without. Um, they're not without merit. Those players that back four are not without merit at all. But to me, it doesn't look anywhere near uh, the sort of inspiring level of, of a back four that you'd want from a, from a side like Man United. No, but I, I, you're right. I think that their problem against Newcastle was going forward. It's, it is that midfield. Matt Ritchie, mate. Matt Ritchie. But his first goal. Geordie Nation. Of yeah. the season. I was quite surprised at that because he, he's, like, he's got a good hit on him. Mm. And he's that pretty was, creative. That was a very tidy um, finish, I thought. It was. It, it was very was. satisfyingly mm. slick, wasn't mm. it? I think the good thing about the whole thing as well, especially with the goalkeeper coming in, on his debut having such a good performance and such a sort of big marquee win, is that it brings back some feel-good factor, um, which disguises the fact that absolutely nothing seems to be happening with the takeover. So that must be, <laughs> it brings back a feel-good factor, which Ashley will squash Outspent within by days. Yeah. <laughs> Outspent by Wrexham. That's the name of Mike Ashley's autobiography. <laughs> and it's good that Dubravka would have presumably got his Sports Direct mark for his debut. Absolutely. They dish out a cap, it's, it's yeah. a mark instead. Oh, it's a, little... a football brilliant. It is. It and by it extension, really... the football ramble. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah. And by extension, me. And Lascelles and Lejoin at the back. Oh, that's really how Lascelles you defend. Really that's how you defend the Alamo. <laughs> bloody, I bloody love What did you make of Chris Moyes' dive? Lovely. Silly. Very odd. He was expecting uh, contact and he went down. And then, well, he knew he'd messed up because he got up straight away, didn't he? Because he was like, oh, that I'm afraid. as convincing that, as I thought it was going to be. That, <laughs> that is quite um, indicative of Chris Smalling at the moment, according to, again, his manager. When Mourinho was furious that Smalling said that he was too injured to play one week, and Mourinho was like, but you, you, you know, you're fine. And it was that thing that was it Lovren or, or somebody said, you know, if you're always waiting to be 100%, it then you'll Lovren. never play. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so with Smalling, he looks a little bit soft at the moment and with one or two comments from his manager and, and, and in the media. And you look at that dive and you think you're not doing yourself any favours there. Like, come on, you have to be tougher than that mm. or um, make better decisions. You know, you, they, they do. You're right. They do miss by eight, but at centre back, not at full back. And yes. I think they need they need full backs. Options at fullback to push to push these two that are already playing. And I just I just, I was I was very uninspired to see um to see that lineup. I might be wrong. I'm sure Man United fans will let me know, but I'd be surprised if they're not feeling the same way I was. Do you think they, they should have won with that forward line? Come on, <laughs> yeah, but that's the point. Pete. It's I, mad, I, isn't it? I talk about them being flat track bullies, and 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 that that they didn't beat Newcastle, and they would have been expected to beat Newcastle. So maybe I've undermined my own argument there. But to me, I saw them against Spurs. They were I was at the game. Um, Spurs are a good team. We know that. Spurs absolutely destroyed them. Mm. I know it was only 2-0, but it could have been loads. At Man City, they, they, they were beaten by them, and Man City were by miles better. I think United have lost to Chelsea in the league this season as well, haven't they? Um, so they got, t- They've got Chelsea next. They're though. a team of individuals. I mean, but mm. you, can't, you can't just chuck Sanchez in there, however much he's getting a week, which I suppose isn't that relevant, and it, but just expect him to go and do it. Oh, he'll win games for us on his own. And play Pogba in a position that he doesn't relish, it, it, it doesn't work. They, well, they look like an unfinished Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's just not coherent. And, it? it baffles me endlessly when I look at the league table every time I have these thoughts and see that they're second. I don't think they'll finish second. I was just I, about to say that. I, I think it's almost as if before the season, Pep Guardiola's looked at Man United's squad 
and he's looked at those deficiencies, both at, you know, centre-back and full-back, and gone, right, let's inflate this market. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little well, present for myself in a year. Indeed, yeah. Are we ready to move on, Peter? Have you any more? I mean, yeah, this I'm is spent. a big moment, remember. This <laughs> might <not happen laughs> you might not get another this season. Yeah. Bon- Bournemouth next week, so, yeah. you know. Okay. Well, they, they look great at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it, isn't it a bit of a P-tick? P-tick. That yeah. uh, you, can, you can just win one match and you go from relegations on to like 13th. I mean, the bottom half of the table is a very, toilet at the very moment. Maths is your problem now. <laughs> <laughs> turning on maths. It's just it? nonsense, though, isn't it? Um, what you're saying, Luke, about Manchester United in second, it is strange when you look at the league table. And it's also strange for me personally to look at Spurs in fourth at the time of recording because obviously Chelsea haven't played West Brom and if they do Spurs will be then in fifth but the way Spurs are as a team and the way they've been playing in in a few matches notably Manchester United and Arsenal which we'll move on to now they look easy the second best um, team yeah and and people will people will talk about how the league table doesn't lie and all the rest of it and we'll see what happens come May but well it it told a big old lie the other year when (laughs) Leicester won the league didn't it oh yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) don't you you'll incur the wrath be careful they don't care they're still celebrating but you'll incur the wrath of uh, Ranieri and Bocelli. I, oh, uh, <laughs> soon we'll all be hugging, but though. I, I, th- I don't think there can be any doubt that Man City are the best team in the league, but I think Spurs look the second best team just in the way they play and, 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 and the sort of cohesive and coherent unit that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what happens come May, I suppose. I mean, if there was ever anyone in doubt about the, uh, the North London rivalry now, I mean, Spurs are firmly the, the best side in North London. It, it's happened. And, and sadly for Wenger, it's happened under his watch as well, you know. Mm. Uh, but without getting into all, all that, Spurs, they were excellent. Should have won by more. Yeah, absolutely. Although Arsenal had a couple of chances with Lacazette at the end, particularly yeah. the one which he... he, he he, he played just wide yeah, in the post. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Aubameyang coming in and also given the you know the situation there, I don't know if he would have wanted to pass through. It was an interesting <laughs> yeah. bit of psychology there. But I think what, what was really interesting, this game, because um, you know Spurs were clearly by far the better, better team in, in the second half in particular. It looked like it could go either way in the first half, but they won the game just by being very, very tactically astute. Their, yeah. their offside trap was, was, was held so well that it just, it just nullified Arsenal's threat on the counter. Mm. And it, that just mm. took, took the sting out of them so, so much. I yeah. thought Arsenal started the game in quite a disciplined fashion, which mm. suggested to me that Wenger was almost admitting that Spurs were a better they team. They tried to contain Spurs. Yeah, and, yeah, and they did yeah. that quite well for a bit, didn't they? But then it ended up being quite a one-sided battery, which is weird even to think that it was even 1-0. But the, um, I, I wanted to sort of reserve special praise for, for Moussa Dembele who is oh, yeah. mm. he is absolutely fantastic as a midfielder I, I know I'm not saying anything new I know it's been said before but I still think he's underappreciated and I think if we talk about um, for example Wilshire so if Wilshire can play at the top yeah. of his game and he can do something uh, for England it'll be great I mean not that it really matters to compare them for any other reason just for the sake of conversation but Dembele is like head and shoulders above someone mm. like Wilshire it's so it's so easy to overlook just a player in the centre of midfield that does everything absolutely brilliantly. Yeah. He doesn't look like an absolute tank, mm. but he's so strong. He's so good on the turn. He, he's so good that he makes the right decision all the would time. Would you not, if you, were, everywhere. if you were at Manchester United, would you not say to Paul Pogba, all right, okay, you're not having a great time. Look at Dembele, look at the way he plays. Not, not exactly the same uh, player, I admit, but there's a lot of similarities in a lot of the jobs that they have mm. to do. Well, they're asking Pogba to be the complete midfielder, aren't they? That's yeah. the role that he seems to have been, uh, been you know, tasked with. Um, and obviously, you know, Dembele can certainly score some more goals, but it is, it's the, the, the range of what he does is what's so impressive. His range of passing, the speed of thought, the speed of passing. Yeah, he, he was absolutely excellent yesterday. And he just De- really ruled that midfield. He's one step ahead all the yeah, time. But Dembele was played often as a number 10 when he played at Fulham. Mm. It's hard to think of him playing for Fulham now. Yeah. Um, but, but he did. He played further forward. And at Spurs, he's gone back and perhaps took a little bit of time 
to adjust. But my goodness, I mean, he is one yeah. of the best centre midfielders in the league at the moment. Yeah, um, I mean, Arsenal are, are still, you know, a, a fairly good team. I mean, they're, they're one of the better teams in the Premier League, of course. And they hung in there. I mean, they, they mm. could have they could have snatched a point at the end. That would have yeah. been an absolute injustice, but they could have. Funny funny old day for Peter Cech as well, because he kept Arsenal winning, but at the same time, he had a couple of wobbles. Yeah. And obviously, he had that <laughs> he one against Swansea recently. And yeah. it's a strange one. because It feels strange to criticise him after that, that performance. But when you look at those wobbles, you wonder how much confidence the back four have in him, or back five, however, mm-hmm. however it's being played. And if you, if you know... If you're not confident with the goalkeeper behind you and he's not confident in you, which appears to be the, the, the situation with that defence, then you know, of course you're going to be all at sea. And Arsenal's problem is how they respond. In a situation like that, particularly away from, from home, when they, go, when they go a goal down, they, just the chaos comes back in. Like, we, all, the the Pet, shape seems to disappear. Petr Cech's uh, wobbles aren't wobbles, they're paradiddles. Because he's Paradiddle. a drummer. Paradiddles. Drummer. It's true. That nice. is very, that's a good point. Mm. Would you fancy Joe Hart at no. Arsenal? <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to sell people Joe Hart. Yeah, yeah just what thinking are you of his doing? summer. I'm when just you thinking. said you had a new job, we didn't know it was Joe Hart's <laughs> agent. I don't, I don't think Peter Cech is the. Uh, it's not a revelation. I don't think Peter no. Cech is the keeper he was. I but said at the start of the season, got a lot of co- copped a lot of flack from Arsenal mm. fans. I but have isn't, isn't quite well the weekend. I have a feeling that he will. Um, that Ospina will start the League Cup final and uh, probably get a run in the team after that. Right, but it's it's just strange that um, a man with such experience um, just started, you know, just messing up every now and again. It just seems so strange. Like you don't usually see that. You usually see like mobility and kind of you don't see from decision making all the time. Do it, you? it might be that when he was at Chelsea, if he made a mistake, something would happen. That's, that's probably the difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Wenger uh, Wenger said afterwards that Arsenal couldn't afford to lose the match. They're sixth, yep. nine points behind Liverpool and third. And seven points behind Spurs, who are currently in fourth before Chelsea play West Brom. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Europa League is so important now. And um, it is. obviously, Aubameyang can't play in that. And um, Lacazette's head is not in London. Yeah, Jim, so, do, you, do you have a, um, an opinion, presumably you do, on, on this idea we talked about just after the transfer window, where we talked about Arsenal potentially having, on one level, having a good window. And then I came in and said, well, actually, it's, it's quite a poor window because. They've strengthened in areas they don't need to strengthen and they've not strengthened in other areas that they should have done. I don't know if it's even strengthening. It's replacing what's going Fine. out. But, and and it, was, it was laid bare, wasn't it, against Spurs, who were by far the better team. And then Arsenal's ability to change it mm. was, was quite limited with the players they had. Because if they brought Lacazette on, which they did, it meant moving one of those players almost to a wider position, yeah. which were there, they're not as effective. Well, Ozil and, and Mkhitaryan were out wide for most of the game, which is not where you get the best out of them. And there was no real option to... I mean, that, that midfield of Xhaka, Elneny and Wilshire with the greatest respect, isn't going to challenge a Spurs no, side in, in the form they're in. So, yeah, it was it was weird how they didn't bring themselves uh, the option of, of doing something a little bit different in that midfield area in January when they clearly had the funds to spend mm. uh, on players. Well, Lacazette's body language is, is, is very, very telling, isn't it? He doesn't look happy at all, and you, you can understand why with Aubameyang coming in. But the, this is the danger, isn't it? We're, we're in an era now where you can have this sort of thing happen and it's cost you fifty million. Oh, no. mm. Fifty million quid. And then if you if you are you know, there's there's talk of Lacazette leaving in the summer, because obviously we said before Atletico was the first choice. It could well happen. But if everyone knows that this is the situation, they're not gonna offer you a similar fit. You know, they they're gonna they're gonna knock you down. But ultimately in summary, we just talking about these 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 teams at the start of the, of the show to this week. I mean, we talk about Man City and Spurs being the, the, the two standout sides in, in, in the league. And I understand Man City are above Spurs and, and by a distance, but they are the two standout good teams. And it's no coincidence that they, every single player in that squad under the manager knows what they're doing. Absolutely. Arsenal, Man United and Chelsea, you could argue, is that really the case? I would, I would say not. Certainly not. We are going to talk about uh, oh, Huddersfield and Brighton and Stoke after this. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I deeply regret the comments I made. Don't we all, David? Um, uh, it's time for correspondence with Pete Donaldson. It is time for correspondence. Oh, from is it Pete just going to be that sort of thing from loads of Newcastle fans? It's a Newcastle <laughs> theme special. Yeah, there's no Newcastle, I suppose, I think, uh, emailed in this week. Still, probably... still pissed. They are <laughs> still pissed. Um, hello to Anne Moll. Anne Moll. Uh, evening, lads. Australian time. My undisputed highlight of the weekend has to be uh, Charlie Adam uh, appearing on Sky Sports The Debate arguing that Stoke need to capitalise on their opportunities to avoid relegation. <laughs> <laughs> Only to hilariously go on and miss the crucial match-winning penalty just days later. And then... And then um, and he's called him... Actually, Anmol has called himself the fav- your favourite rambler from Down Under. Okay. Oh, there's, I mean, there's a fair few. There's a fair few. He, um, Adam um, also did a really good um, job of not finishing, not, not following up that penalty as oh, well. Yeah. We'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> uh, right. uh, Jerry and Qatar... Hola, Ramblers. Uh, actually, that's somebody else in that. Uh, following <laughs> up on everyone's irritation last week when talking about the lack of punishment for cynical fouls used selectively to break or play. I think that was me uh, yapping on about that. Uh, in Gaelic football, apparently the uh, authorities that be, the GAA, introduced the concept of a black card. The black Ooh. card because the ref held up his notebook rather than a card for cases where a yellow card was not deemed deterrent enough and red card a little bit too much. So he has to be substituted. Okay. You get a black card, ah. you have to be substituted. So you lose what the, an angle. You lose the player, but you're not down in numbers. That's, that's, that's great. That's not a bad little idea, is it? Um, oh, well, I'm quite interested I quite like in that. that. Yeah. All you right. that? Motion past then. All right, then. <laughs> next see, week. See you next week. Enjoy yeah. the Premier League next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello to uh, Aaron White. Uh, he was the Holler Rambler guy. Uh, I was writing to inform you about something I've been noticing in the last year or so while, whilst watching the beautiful game on the BBC. There always seems to be at least one follically challenged presenter in a lot, and in a lot of cases too. Since I started to notice this, I cannot unsee it. Every time I tune in to match the day, Football Focus or even Final Score, Alan Shearer, uh, Dion Dublin or Danny Murphy is there, presumably taking a job for a pundit with flowing luscious locks such as uh, James Horncastle. Well, don't forget Hartson as well. 
Harton, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, that's a good one. Uh, now I know what your next question is going to be. Where's the hard data? And I've got some for you. On the 27 Match of the Day episodes I bothered to look up, there were only five episodes that didn't feature at least one pundit who was lacking in a furry dawn piece. This, <laughs> this means that a staggering 80% of episodes featured a baldy. Of the 25 episodes, nine uh, featured two of the smooth-headed <laughs> bastards, which... <laughs> If my U in AS maths is correct... How did you get a U in AS maths? Come on. Uh, a 36% double-headed chance of a baldy. Yeah. So the what's the end game? headed bastard. Okay. So what's the end game in all of this? Who's behind it? Is Gary wearing a wig? I guess we will we never know. Uh, yours sincere, sincerely, uh, Aaron White. Uh, P.S. Yes, I am currently unemployed. <laughs> is that because, let's get this man a job is that because yeah. he's got hair that's why he's on yeah, the we're, we're all quite her suit here at the Ramble so mm. maybe that's why we're not one of the many reasons we're not given the match of the day uh, <laughs> I think one of the only reasons Luke <laughs> I'm getting there uh, Rafi Mendelssohn a lot of uh, a lot of Israeli based, um, Israel oh, based after, uh, after don't uh, kiss uh, another man's hat last about week about the kipper yeah. uh, as, oh. a, as a kipper wearing a long standing Ramble listener I simply had to clarify the respectful versus not respectful debate <laughs> about kissing the Jewish <laughs> garment is a hat a garment? Is that allowed? Yeah. Um, I can think of no greater honour than if the tradition of kissing the kipper was instituted in stadiums across the league, Bartes style. See? Football is already connected with the kippot, which oh, yeah. is the plural of kipper, as many young boys have them in their local team colours. My own yeah. five-year-old, uh, five-year-old was distraught when he lost his Tottenham kipper somewhere in the house. Jewish men are not known for being tall, he says. Maybe this is God's intention all along to make it easier for the aforementioned tradition. There we go. So, what we take away from that, if you see one, kiss it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instantly remember, kiss it. Always kiss a man's hat. I remember yeah. t- just whoever's got a, yeah. If you see a man in a hat at a football game, just kiss it. I remember Todd Barry talking about uh, the kipper, and uh, there was this guy walking around, and he had a uh, like a watermelon design on it. Ooh, cool. And he said, "If God's okay with you doing the watermelon design, kipper, I think you'd probably be fine when you're not wearing one at all." To yeah. <laughs> if he's that freewheeling about it, but it looks better to have one. I, I, I would rather put like a slice a watermelon. of watermelon on my head. Yeah. Or a full watermelon. I, I have guess. seen you do that. Cross yeah. section. Yeah. Run around with a big watermelon on your head, screaming, Bean. It's my helmet, it's my helmet. It's my uh-huh. helmet, it's my helmet. Vin chest, buy some wasps. Yeah. So, yeah. Are we done? We're done. <laughs> oh, do you know Short what? Shortthefootballramble.com. I was enjoying that. Know. I thought you had another one. You never uh, know what you're going to Always leave the morning more. I do have another one, but I didn't read it out. Do you want another one? No, no, no. Let's quit while we're ahead. I'm just happy the wasps are away from your helmet. It is about Tim Sherwood. Oh, oh come on then. Oh, right, James. Hello, James. Uh, just had the pleasure of uh, hearing none other than uh, Tim Sherwood reminisce about the days when he used to pretend to be an artist under the Charing Cross Bridge to woo the ladies. Yeah, I saw this and what? I was surprised what? to hear about this. Yeah. It's so strange. I didn't hear about this. No, apparently is, is, tell us everything. I've read the email I meant. Apparently his long blonde locks really sold the lie. Apparently Tim Sherwood used to paint underneath Charing Cross Bridge. And you were going to leave this out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, yeah, Dim, but very Dim. strange. Yeah, all oh, right. Yeah, apparently, his wife, his now wife, called him out on it, asking him to draw a picture of her. That's strange. Anyway, isn't it? for an opportunity to win a Tim Sherwood original, answer, <laughs> the, answer the following that he question: He painted under the bridge, <laughs> and of course, the Red Hot Chili Peppers wrote a song about him, didn't they? They did yeah. under the bridge. Now yeah, then, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's about a hero. Tim Sherwood. Tim, like, Tim Sherwood's like heroin to me. <laughs> we the broken get, promise. We can't get enough of. <laughs> We can't get enough of him. With Tim, I'm just I'm just chasing that in the original high. <laughs> I never painted this bad ever. <laughs> oh, I haven't never jacked up this bad ever. No, hey, <laughs> naughty, very naughty. Now, oh, that was last week. Uh, right, let's talk about Huddersfield. They managed to stop the rot. 
with a confidence-boosting win over Bournemouth. It wasn't just a win, it was a confidence-boosting mm. win. A penis was seen. Yeah, a penis, penis was, was seen. seen. Let's get to the real stuff. With apologies to Huddersfield, he put in a fantastic performance, and all the Huddersfield <laughs> fans loved it, and good for them. Box ticked. Pete, you're the penis correspondent. <laughs> a penis was seen. Who was it? What was your impression? What can we learn from it? Was it, it? as well, big well, as yours? Well, I, I've, I've done some studies. I think we can discount the Jewish members of the squad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but would you kiss him on the hat? <laughs> Is the question. Who knows? Could it could it be anyone? Lovely little swing on it. Good yeah. size. Yeah. We had a good. We had a, we, had, we had a long discussion on the WhatsApp group. A good size. Yeah, I agree. Lovely little swing there's a, on there's it. There's a thigh, thigh tattoo involved because the thing is, it's a thigh tattoo. There, involved yeah, well, because well. no one knows who it is. I was Surely it's really the... easy to oh, find right, out. Okay, yeah. Oh dear. It was. It was absolutely fantastic to watch. Yeah. Good swing. It was, on. Great, it was a great development. Over and over again. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe Huddersfield fans must be gutted that their um, their um, their four one win was overshadowed by one of their squad getting the old chap out. I think yeah, most I people who wouldn't be on this show, bit of showboating though. Yeah. You should do that more often. Yeah. Just like Get imagine it, out. Yeah, no, at the, the end of the game, Newcastle should have just like done a lap of the pitch, willy her in. <laughs> I'm for that. Good. Yeah, indeed, yeah. But it was a good win. It was a very, very good win. Um, Huddersfield lost their previous five matches, so it was, it was a vital one. And as you say, Peter, you know, a win suddenly takes them out of the relegation zone. I mean, they're only a point above Southampton, of course, but it changes everything, doesn't it? I mean, having lost their previous five, one win, and boom, they're out, yeah. out of the drop zone. It, it really mugs off West Brom as well. <laughs> West does. Brom are like... Even if we win against Chelsea tonight, yeah, it's still going to look not not look that great. Indeed, yeah. I found this quite interesting. Kickoff was at midday, and there was a little bit of talk about the the coaches from Bournemouth with the fans in leaving at one thirty in the morning. Yeah, it's mm. almost like the league and the TV networks and everything don't care about the fans. No, I, I I mean I very much agree with that point, but it doesn't take that long to get to Huddersfield. Well, they get there early. Right. Pub opening. True enough. Yeah. True it's a Sunday, enough. isn't it? Sunday jolly. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> get the fry up then. Don't sit there looking like you don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Come on. You've been there. <laughs> indeed. Indeed, yeah. Um, Aaron Moy back in the side for Huddersfield. He Played well. Got a point to prove. He'd been dropped to the bench, having had a great start to I the season. He did okay, yeah. Well, it was interesting because he was so good for them early on in the season and then suddenly he was out the side and people were thinking, hang on, he was he was one of their best players. Obviously, Agner knows what he's doing, yeah. but brought him back when he was hungry. And it was, my goodness, it was also he was good brilliant. to see... Um, Alex Pritchard do well because uh, he yeah. obviously opened the scoring and, and looked decent. I saw him play for a Spurs youth team a number of years ago and he looked a standout player in that age group. And I was sad to not see him make the make the grade at Premier League level because, of course, he moved um, down to Norwich, wasn't it? After spending a bit of time on loan. Awesome. Of course, Huddersfield took a chance on him for a decent amount of money from what I remember. And he did very well. I was pleased to see him back. How was that uh, second goal from... Um, oh, Mounier. Mounier, yeah. Yeah, how was that not given as him as his goal? It was I think, I think it was, a, wasn't it? No, it was given as an. Uh, oh, his, his second goal was given as an own goal to Cook, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't see the angle quite right because Ellen Shearer also said that was a bit harsh. Right, okay. I mm. thought he should have. I, I like Munier. He started very brightly, didn't he? And I, I thought we might he, he might be on for a sort of pretty sort of high scoring season, and it's, it's done all right. I think he's got eight and eight and twenty something like that. Yeah, but, he's doing um, okay. Well, there was a little bit of. Uh, um, a little bit of an argument over who was to take the penalty. Yeah, because he wanted the penalty because he thought he was on a hat trick, and that was the point that one of them was given as an own goal, so it wouldn't have been a hat trick anymore. Oh, okay, Seems right. to happen with every penalty now. It's ridiculous. You can't Someone's have a penalty without some sort of row, and it was started <laughs> by um, Swansea under Michael Laudrup in the League Cup final. Do you remember? Yes. And was it Dyer and Nathan someone else? Dyer, I think. And someone else was on a hat trick. Bit of a row about it, and I um, forget who took it. It was a Dutch player. I forget his it name. It was a Dutch player. Anyway, yeah, that's but, where it all started. Dyer. Well, I'm sure it started. Penalty dispute origins. Well, I'm surprised. And that leads us neatly on, of course, to Stoke versus Brighton, which had a, an amazing end to the game. So frantic. But 
It's true. For for my money, oh, there was a, there was one at Chelsea. I remember when Frank Lampard and Benteke, of course. Yeah, well, but that was this season. I'm saying yeah. that if you're going to go back and, and start remembering a few from yesteryear, then uh, um, I remember when Drogba wanted to take the penalty and Frank Lampard said, "No, I'm having it." And yeah. It was a crucial game because Lampard was the penalty taker mm. and he put it away. Now, for me, but Lampard just sort of dismissed him, though, didn't he? He was very sort of single-minded about it. He just sort of gave him the brush off. There wasn't a proper route. But someone that. like Lampard can do that, yeah. I suppose. But I, I find I found. Um, Paul Lambert's comments after the game, quite interesting, because there's Stoke City with a penalty. Now, I would have thought Charlie Adam was the penalty taker. He's, he can hit a dead ball. Okay, mm. Mr. Kick, I know, but he can hit a dead ball. But the last thing you want is a little bit of arguing before no. a penalty. You don't want the penalty taker to be put off or somebody to think, oh, I fancy a goal, and you give it to Sider Berahino, and of course he misses. <laughs> um, whereas, whereas Paul Lambert said after the game, normally a manager would say, you're the penalty taker, you have them. I don't care what he's saying. You know, mm, We remember yeah. old Diego under McLaren in uh, at Wolfsburg, was it? Mm, that's you know, right, when yeah. he took the ball off the designated penalty taker and hit the bar. So you want somebody to step up. And, and, and again, Luke, it goes back slightly to your point, what you said about Spurs and Man City. Everybody knows their jobs, and that is a job to do on the pitch. Mm. If someone gets a penalty, you know, ah, he's taking it, he's there. And if he's not there, someone else. Arsenal, I believe it was always between Perez and Henri, wasn't it? Mm. Henri didn't like taking a penalty if he'd won it. Weirdly. Yes, so whoever won the penalty wouldn't take mm. the penalty. Whereas some sides, in, in the point here with Stoke, with Hesse, he won the penalty, therefore he thought he was entitled to take it. And then there's a little bit of argy-bargy, yeah. and then... You get a funny old well, situation like that. I wouldn't be as relaxed as Paul Lambert was if my team was second bottom in the Premier League. Well, that's what yeah, I mean. I just yeah. missed out on two points at but, home. I'd but, have been right pissed well, off. Uh, Ryan Shawcross said, said after the game, we're all professional athletes and it's a bit childish. And I mean, the, the mixed message is there. Exactly. You know, it shows you that clearly But, not, but there is no there. clear message. It, it, it doesn't matter how you know, young or old you are. Who's taking the penalty? Yeah, it should be, if you it don't should have be so an answer, basic. there will always be... Lambert said, if you're confident enough, go up and take it. Well, you might have four players that are confident enough to go up What about Dunkey? Lewis Dunk, what a tackle. Yeah. What a d- Adam let him. Ah, well, Charlie Adam, I think the ball came back to him and he was thinking, oh, that's a bit of luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. dropped for me really nicely and yeah. I can just... Oh! oh! Yeah. Yeah. I love... He got slam dunked. He, he said, that's a bit of luck. It's fallen really nice for me and I can just about win a corner from it. <laughs> I Which I'll that. shoot from. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love, it's so petulant, isn't Don't it? Don't worry, I'll make amends. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, he nearly scored. Yeah. When I watched the highlights and he, and he shot from the corner. The keeper yeah. needs to dive to He's, save it. It's a great effort. He scored directly from a corner before, hasn't he, in the Premier League? Charlie Adam. Sure. Was it Pat, maybe for... Blackpool. That He's, was when I think one, one, one of the classic bits of uh, Sir Alex, one of my favourite ever Sir Alex Ferguson moments when um, Adam was tearing it up for Blackpool and Liverpool were in for him. Oh, that's right. And uh, he was asked to make a comment, Ferguson. Obviously, he, he wanted to just stitch up Liverpool as much as he could. And he yeah. went, well, those corners alone are worth 15 million. Aren't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> just ramping the price up. He, he basically only just, he only just stopped short of like gazumping them with a bid <laughs> just, just on principle. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, but that, I, I absolutely love how he... right. I love how he shot from the corner. But he shoots from everywhere. Do you remember when he scored? I think he scored he a scored goal from, from way up, far out. But... Yeah, and and it was when he was at Liverpool, mm. and if they showed it back in the context of Jamie Carragher punditing on the game, looking oh, and back, he said he it, always and, looks and, up for and, the and, shot. And, and yeah, and they, and they they put the camera on Carragher at the time he was playing, and it was on the pitch at the time, and he's going mental at Adam because mm. apparently he just would not stop shooting in training and in mm. games, yeah. and Carragher used to get pissed off with it. And what the, the, <laughs> and one of them he actually scored. Carragher looks idiot, like an idiot because he's he's. Um, but he's for someone like Carragher, there you, you're almost annoyed that he scored because yeah. actually he's he's there for. Because it just he's going to well, blow he... another fifteen chances. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but I did enjoy. But Matt Ryan, brilliant penalty mm. save, and then of course yeah. had to dive and save the corner, which oh, was hilarious. It's so, and then so what? rare that you see the, that that 
angle of save. Yeah, you know exactly, I mean? Going yeah. the wrong way and then hitting it with a, well, with like, a trailing somebody arm. Somebody shooting from a corner, deli- like really deliberately. Because when, sometimes when a goal goes in from a corner, you think, was that just an in-swing and mm. put it in on the keeper? He deliberately shot from the corner. As you say, a keeper diving to save it. Seldom do you ever <laughs> yeah. see. That might be the first time I've ever seen that. But, I mean, that, that couple of minutes had more than the Swansea-Burnley game. Yeah. I, I, th- I think... Um, as well, oh, it was a nice goal from Key. Come on, oh, it was, yeah, it was. but there was only one of them, right? Okay, with, with Brighton, I think that that centre back partnership and to to maybe to a slightly lesser extent the goalkeeper, that three, Duncan Duffy mm-hmm. and Ryan, um, it's really important for them. Yeah, I mean Duncan Duffy both been really good this season. They've got a good understanding. They seem to start every game. They're both available. Um, whether Brighton staff or not is going to rest quite a lot on them because they don't score a huge amount of goals mm-hmm. um, and I thought they did, they did well at the weekend well of course if anything gets past them like the resulting corner did from the, the melee that yeah. shoot Anthony Knockout will have it off the line yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it it was like chance after chance oh, and then you think oh they've got it through and Knockout's there to flick it off the line it was oh breathtaking stuff mm. one of the, my favourite ends of a game I think all season actually damn it all but there we are. Right. Oh, we've got, blimey, we should say Izquierdo scored another lovely goal. Yes, he did. Little one-twos up the pitch. Uh, oh, yeah. He's coming to his own recently, hasn't he? Um, so well done, that man. Left Could... by name, left the ball in the back of the net by nature. There we are. <laughs> um, let's move on to the championship, gentlemen, because the second city derby, as the commentator kept shouting out during the game, They never shut up about that, do they? I know, yeah. yeah it's weird. I know. Trying to just keep Manchester at arm's length for that one. <laughs> the second city. Um, but Birmingham is the second city. Aston Villa won the Birmingham derby, of course. They're up in second. We haven't spoken much about Villa this season. And apologies, Villa fans, because they've been having a decent season. And they're on a run of seven successive league wins. So we thought, we'll just wait until they win the derby, and then we'll mention. So I think we'll be happy <laughs> yeah. uh, Jack Grealish, man of the match. He is playing very well, which is, which is great to see, because... As we all know, however long it was ago, a couple of seasons ago, he was on the old uh, hippie crack and all that, wasn't he? Mm. And so I, I think because Villa are genuinely a big club, yeah. and and um, he he was hyped up very very um, well to, to a lot to a large extent very early on because he's a local boy and he's on the record as Sonny loves Villa and he, and the way he looks and plays yeah. also as well. People were talking about England immediately. Well, that's what always happens, yeah, and. and He's been given a chance, really, at Villa in the Championship to maybe a little bit less of a spot on him to an extent. I know he's still in 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 that part of the world. No, he's going to be. The point. He's going to be. Um, he's going to be focused on. But I thought I saw the game. I thought he. I thought he applied himself really well. He look, He's one of those players that he looks a cut above yeah. when when he's on it. Mm-hmm. And that that assist he laid on for Adoma was fantastic. Thought he was busy. Did everything right. And maybe he just needs that. Se- he's needed that season or two in the Championship to toughen up and to and to learn a bit. I mean, we talked last week, didn't we, about how. Harry Kane really um, values that experience he had in, 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 in the championship and, and how it made him the player he is today. So we might see the same with Grealish, but with a player who's, who's that type of football player and is still young, there's going to be inconsistencies because even players who mm. play that way at 28, 29, 30 have inconsistencies in their game because it takes it's, risks. It's, it's a mercurial position. Exactly. So I think he's growing really nicely. And based on what I saw, I haven't seen an awful lot of Villa this season, but based on that game, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, nice to see him... Um... Well, I know he's had a, a terrible week and poor old Steve Bruce, his, his dad died, of course. But but on the, with the wider point, going back to sort of Aston Villa and where they are in the league, Peter, it's lovely to see old Stevie Bruce riding high in the on, championship. On a hangover, I did not need to see Steve Bruce uh, crying on the touchline. because that, order. I, I was I was. What do you mean? Oh, because you're upset as well. Yeah, because I was upset as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Emotional. Mm. Uh-huh. But, um, turn it off, am I? <laughs> Can't turn it off and on. You said that to me before. I have a many a late night beer. <laughs> um, I, I think the woodwork was hit five times in that game, if you include few, the finish no. off the post. Yeah. You can't ask for 
any more than that in a derby. No. You can't. Exciting. Worth the ticket alone. John Terry had a fight. You can't ask any more than that. <laughs> he, had a, he had a slip that nearly cost you him. You can't yet. ask any more than that in a derby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay Tedder. Sending off. You can't ask any more than that in a derby. <laughs> it was, and a great goal from Hurahan as well. Oh, yeah, it, was it was a, a lovely beauty. one. Yeah. That, that's, you know, Marcus, that, that type of ball is really nice to hit. Oh, yeah. You get your knee over it. Oh, give it a good old well. whack. We all know that, don't we, Jim? So they tell me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Comes up so often. It would be, yeah. it would be incredible though if uh, if Villa come uh, come up again and uh, they'll be well equipped. This is the thing; they have a lot of uh, Premier League experience. They do. They? I and mean, it, uh, will yeah. John Terry stay? Because he said he didn't want to play against Chelsea, didn't he? He well, said he part of the reason one. he went to the uh, yeah, to, to Villa true. was that he did, he couldn't see himself playing against Chelsea in the Premier League. So. I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if if they got promoted. Terry would think job what? done and then maybe retire. What, and, and, and I thought you were going to say what and Chelsea got relegated. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it, my goodness, you know, what a what a great thing to have on your CV. You know, you went down, played for a huge club like Aston Villa, got them back up to where they should be, mm. and, uh, yeah. and and you ride off into the West London sunset, you know. <laughs> wonderful stuff. Um, but yeah, I think Villa, they're, they're certainly on for it, aren't they? And it would be great for them if they got back up. And as I say, already equipped, you would, you would think to yourself, if they got back up, very good chance of, of staying put in the Premier League. But all to play for, of course, in the Championship, as it always is. Um, Paul Heckenbottom, the wonderfully named, uh, lost a local derby um, in his first match in charge of Leeds United. It was to Sheffield United. Um, it was rather amusing in uh, the said and done column. They had a little uh, quote from him days before taking the Leeds United job saying, you know, I'm happy at Barnsley. It's a great community club. I'm really proud to be here. You know, then obviously... Oh dear. A few off days later, off he, off, off he goes. Um, but Billy Sharp up front for Sheffield United scored his 200th and 201st league goals in English football. Yes. His first was oh. one of my favourite goals in, in recent weeks. Yeah. Very satisfying Acrobatic volley. volley. Yeah, beautiful. He's That's a, the goal of the weekend. Yeah, he's a real... Uh, he's, he's, he's had a great career, Billy Sharp. He's... he's 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 moved around quite a lot and so on, but but always scored a fair few goals and 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 I think he's what is he late twenties now maybe even around mm. late twenties early thirties certainly I think he's thirty early thirties he's, he's also early had a 30s. lot of diff- he's had a lot of difficulties in his personal life as well well he has as well yeah but it, but it, you know it's great to see him scoring goals in the championship again and and to get that uh, <laughs> milestone under his belt well, as well. He, he had an amazing season the season before with yeah. Sheffield United's promotion season didn't he that's they, right he, he was flying then but yeah good for him. Yeah. I, I didn't actually see the game, but I, I, I rate Sharp. I think he's a great um, lower league um, goal scorer. That's what I mean. He's a real kind of. And, 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 if you consider the championship to be lower league, I mean, I mean, a yeah, non football, football league, football league, you'd say. Yeah. You know, and he's he's done it all in in, in many of those uh, divisions. Before we go to an ad break, we have to go to twenty third place Sunderland. They're involved in in one of the comebacks of the season. Three 0 down away to promotion hopefuls Bristol City with twenty minutes to go. <laughs> Not a problem. Got themselves a point. Yeah. Equalising deep into injury time. Oh, it was manic. <laughs> Are they turning a corner? Are they turning a corner, Peter? Well, it's something for the Sunderland away support who are very good uh, to enjoy. Stop making that sound. Very good. Hands. I mean, that's usually a thankless task. Well, when it? you say they were very good, I mean, they booed their side off at half time and, <laughs> and were singing to some of the players, you're not fit to wear the shirt. Yeah. And Presumably, got... <laughs> they, uh, they, they weren't chanting yeah. that when the third went in. And, and you've got to get from Sunderland to Bristol. Have you ever tried doing that, Marcus? You need to get up at 1 30 a.m. <laughs> the day before. <laughs> two, two of Sunderland's goals were. No, I know what you're saying. Two of Sunderland's, you're Sunderland's goals were own goals, weren't they, as well? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a yeah. spectacular shoot yourself in the football court from Bristol City. Bristol City had a couple of chances late on as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was a wonderful save from the, the Bristol City keeper as well at 3-2 but it wasn't enough because it ended 3 all. wonderful point for Sunderland Chris Coleman eh? Bristol City's goalkeeper is fielding isn't it? he used to play I think he was linked with England for, oh, it was a really really highly rated young goalkeeper Frank mm. Fielding oh of course yeah I, 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 I do remember indeed uh, right let's go for a quick ad break and then after which we'll talk very quickly about League One and then on to going for gold 
muy rápido, muy, muy, like a Ferrari. Before we go to uh, League One, the Football Ramble previews sponsored by Bet365 is out on Thursday. Our man, Richard Simmons, is still in the chair and he's on for the first ever hat-trick and Ramble OBE. Yeah, you are so close, Richard Simmons. Not, not that one. <laughs> he, he picked out correctly Kane to score at any time in the North London derby, raising uh, £83.33, pence, I think, for Prostate Cancer well UK. Done. He's on for the hat-trick. Mm. Don't miss it on Thursday. It's going to be a belter. Mm. Um, could possibly be the first ever uh, ORE hat-trick winner of the best bet with Bet365. Might even put a little piece of paper up on the studio wall for him. But don't get ahead of yourself, Richard. I'll be looking out for your email this week yep. uh, for a chance to be the first ever better to win uh, a hat-trick. Indeed, yeah. There we go. Could what do you think? Can order... he do it? Can he do it? I think, he, I think we, we've got a big chance. He could be the first order of the Ramble Empire. What it... if he goes unbeaten the whole season? Well, oh. there you're talking. Well, then, then he owns us. I don't are, are, we, are we not talking? It's FA Cup next weekend, isn't it? I think it is. Uh, was it FA Cup? So I think it's even harder for him. Yeah, that even is a tricky harder one. For him. Yeah, you don't want to... That be I I think I think this one I think it's got legs. It's got legs. I think it's got it's, legs. I think we've got a, uh, we've got a huge chance. Um, I think we should talk about League One because Chris Powell's South End beat top of the table Wigan three one. He's had a great start to time. He's won his first three games in charge. What a romantic! They love him there. I know. And he's doing incredibly well. Is Phil Brown still technically on gardening leave? (laughs) I I don't know. Where's Phil Brown? If you've seen Phil Brown, get in touch. Show the Maybe he's on motorbike leave. Do get in touch because he's a fascinating man. Yeah, I saw him. Painting under a bridge. I saw him. No, no. <laughs> I saw him managing South End at Gillingham earlier this season. Uh-huh. He's a great. He's a fantastic man to watch. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but I've not seen hide nor hair of him since no. he was placed mm. on gardening leave. And unless he thinks he genuinely has to garden the whole time, <laughs> and that he can only be found in his own garden, I don't know where he is. He's, t- he's topless like that. Aiden is it Aiden Turner, Paul Dark. Yes, he's just oh. got a sigh in his hand. He's oh just, yeah, he's cutting it. Oh, I yeah, like. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think Phil likes yeah. the sound of that. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all do. But yeah, South End seven points above the drop zone now. Powell mm. has had a great impact there, so uh, we wish him all the best. And we like Chris Powell. We're going to head and shoulders the best team in League One. Yeah. Yeah. they don't concede goals, so it's, it's, they've done very well. It's a fantastic result for them. Very well indeed, Pompey. Ah, eh? oh, come on, now you're talking, talking about comebacks. Turn it around. 1-0 down with six minutes to go. Not as spectacular as Sunderland, but more fruitful because they got three points rather than one. Did Sunderland get the win? No, they didn't. That's it. (laughs) No further questions. Could there be a South Coast derby in the championship next season? I hope so. That'd be great. I don't don't think Portsmouth will be promoted. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think? Why are you winking at me? Why are you winking at me? (laughs) Uh, No, I don't don't think they will. Pompey in eighth. Uh, They are, but... Three points off the playoffs. If you'll afford me a a little bit of time to talk about this, I think um, they've moved a lot of players on and they've brought a lot of players in on loan, which is a strange move to do in January when you're in the chance of of promotion. Um, So God knows why they've done that. Um, But Luke McGee played very well for Portsmouth in goal, made some great saves, and it was only a week after he had been told he was going to be second choice because we brought a new goalkeeper in who I talked about last week and then actually got injured. He's now out for the rest of the season, Mm. so we're back to where we started. So full credit to Luke McGee for that. Um, I think it might just it might just evade us. I don't think we'll we'll make it. Praise for Luke McGee by Luke McGaw. Exactly. Um, all right then, gentlemen. Well, it would be wonderful to see Pompey taking that extra step closer to the Premier League where they belong, eh? Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Sounds good. Uh, the, the weird part of my brain. Right, we, we genuinely don't belong in the Premier League. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> yeah, very much proven that. Yeah. Lee Gurn, fancy a bit of that? Yeah, yeah I'll take it. Probably closer to that than the rest of them. So. I'll take it. <laughs> Are we ready for going for gold? I reckon so. When Lord. Thank you very much, Ben Cattell. Okay. For coming up with these, because I've never really explained what um, glold means uh, and how that 
actually came to, to fruition effectively. We started years ago. We started talking about funny goals as goals. Yeah, like own goals off the uh, off the someone's arse. An own goal. It, yeah, like a silly goal that went in off, off uh, you know a, a balloon laugh out or loud goal. Yeah. When all the kids were saying lol. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. A, it's a, a pun on a pun. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, so going for glol. That's why we because people have been sort of saying going for glold, which probably makes more sense. Never mind. Ben, hello Ben. Thank you Ben for these uh, clues. Hello, Peter, regular contributor with another round of clues. Oh, right. <laughs> oh. So you basically outsourced it to him properly. Oh, right. He's like the yeah. Carillion of, of, uh, yeah. of going for gold. <laughs> Let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, first clue. I was born in, I think it's Cassé or Cascais. Can you, can you spell it? C-A-S-C-A-I-S. Cascais. Cascais. Yep. Is that Cascais? Uh-huh. Portuguese, then. Yeah. A metropolitan suburb of my nation's capital. Lisbon. Today is my 39th birthday. Had Pete read this out when I originally sent it on the 18th of January. Stop. Joao Pinto. No. Stop. Rui Costa. No. Stop. Sasa Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy translated my name in English would be something like Paul Brass or Paul Brasserie. Stop. Paolo Bento. No, he's way Stop. too old. Bento. No. Paolo Fonseca. No. Stop. Paolo Sosa. No. Oh, I thought you'd got it there, actually. <laughs> I won the Champions League twice. Oh. Okay. I played under Mourinho twice. Stop. Stop. Go on, you, you first, Jim. You sure? Yeah, yeah you went first. That was Jim. Yeah. Deco. Incorrect. Oh, um, ah, he's, he's Brazilian. Stop. Of course he is. Tiago. Incorrect. Oh, oh, I like him what we're doing one. here. Yeah. Stop. Manish. Incorrect. Ah. Is it Manish? It was Manish. Yeah, no, Manish. Yeah. Go on, the next round. We have sorry, sorry, sorry. Mourinho twice, Rafa Benitez and Carlo Ancelotti. They're the managers I played Stop. under. Stop. Paulo Ferreira. It is Palafon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Marcus. Marcus. Spell out. Oh, yeah. I needed that. Needed nice that. and easy. Um, yeah. Uh, after my last game of the season at home to Everton, during the end of season, thanks and goodbyes, I was handed the microphone to say goodbye. A toddle of a teammate dribbled the ball into the net, causing the crowd to go crazy. So I missed my opportunity to say goodbye. Oh, makes oh. <laughs> you really sad. <laughs> He's won loads of stuff: Premier League titles twice, the UEFA Cup, four FA Cups, three Premier Leagues, two League Cups, and a Europa League in a pear tree. They'll probably play the Europa League in an actual pear tree at some point. Indeed, yeah. Beautiful part of the world, Kashkash. Fantastic, fantastic. It's near Lisbon, right? Yeah. Very touristy, beautiful place. He's had a fantastic career, no question. No question about that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Football Round. It's been a ruddy pleasure. We'll see you, of course, for uh, the, the preview show. Get out on Thursday, and don't forget, on the continent on Wednesday. Mm. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Luke Moore. Uh, yeah, I hope you see another penis next week. Yeah. Jim Campbell, thank you very much. Edward. <laughs> Peter Donaldson. I want to see two penises bashing against each other. Yeah, Newcastle did beat them. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.